past few years, we've heard the term free agents and been told we would all need to become one in order to succeed. The recent economic structures have helped to promote this concept as reality. Where do we get the tools to take control of our career path in the present and future? Welcome to The Career Confidant with your host, Marie Zimanoff. Marie and her guest experts are here to provide you with the tools you need to move forward and achieve your career goals. Now, here is Marie Zimanoff. Hello, and welcome to The Career Confidant. We're glad to have you here today, and you are going to be glad you joined us, especially if you are in the job search or running your own business. Today, I want to speak specifically to my audience of business owners, entrepreneurs, maybe in the careers industry or maybe in something else. And we're going to talk about how you maximize your business during during this time. So how do you make your business grow? How can you be the most su- successful you can be, regardless of what's going on out there in the market? But I want to start with a story that's going to be maybe a little bit more close to home for those of you in the careers industry and for you job seekers, because you're going to get a lot out of this as well. So here is the thing. We as career professionals all the time work with clients who sound exactly like a client that I'm working with right now. She is multi-talented. She has a background in law, in finance, and she's having trouble figuring out what she wants to do next. So we've been going through the career exploration process, trying to help her define what that next step looks like. And every time we start to get clarity around one of the pieces, there's a pullback and, oh, but I might also be interested in this job if the people were interesting. That kind of I can do anything attitude, which is great. It's it's a very positive place to come from. And it puts us in that place of being reactive. We have to wait for an opportunity to come up to see if it's interesting. Whereas the more focus we can get around what we want to do in work, the more proactive we can be. So in job seekers, I usually work with them on what they want to do, what skills do they want to use every day, where they want to work. So what types of industries and environments are interesting why they want to work, so what are those motivators, what are they really looking for out of a a work, out of company, is location really important, is pay really important, what are those things that are most important to find in a job, and then we look at how you work, but we're also looking at tactical, strategic, logistical things like geography, you know, we've got to have some realism in our search. So similarly, when we are in a careers business, I'm hearing a lot from my colleagues right now around, well, I could do anything. I can work with any clients. It sounds exactly like those job seekers. And this is the challenge that when we do that to ourselves as business owners, we create that same problem that we get frustrated when our job seekers create it for themselves. You have that same problem that then you are in reactive mode. You're waiting for a problem to come up or a client to say, hey, I'm interested, and you react. You can't go out there and really attract great opportunities and clients when you aren't clear about who you serve. Now, this lesson kind of 
you know, came to me when I was sitting in a chamber presentation, chamber of commerce presentation, when I was first starting my business and the woman giving the presentation ran a massage company and her massage company had the word sports in the name, right? She did sports massage. She said the thing that people misunderstand about having a clear brand message is that we think it limits who we serve. Just because you say this is my focus and this is the type of industry I'm going to connect with and speak to their individual problems, that does not mean that that is the only group of people that will be attracted to you. So she ran a sports massage clinic and she said all the time people are coming up to me and saying well I know I'm not an athlete but I have this going on could you help me well I know that I I'm you know I've been out of my sport for 10 years but I've got this going on could you help me yes of course she can and she said at least 50% of her business was not athletes it was people that were either referred by an athlete or learned about them remembered them because they were specific about what they did and said, hey, could you help me anyways? So because you have a clear marketing message, a clear brand message, a clear target audience, that does not limit your business to serving just that type of client. Now, some of our colleagues do that. Wendy Weiner, she serves lawyers, and that's pretty much a a large part of her client base and she refers the the other business out but she still gets other people connecting with her because having that strong brand message is not about this is the only type of person I serve it's about being memorable and specific and being able to speak to a specific connection point with that audience that helps you be attractive in your branding instead of having to be pushy You think about good marketing in a product that you like, they do the same thing. They speak directly to those types of clients. Now, if they have a really big marketing budget, they can speak to a wider, broader audience because they have a lot of money to put behind those advertisements. I'm guessing that if you are in uh, the careers business or if you're in job search, you don't have that kind of advertising budget to advertise to the whole world that this is who I am and have that really broad message. So you have to be clear and specific so that you can go to where your target audience is, connect with them directly, and speak a message that connects to their pain points. And you can only do that really effectively if you have a clear picture of who your audience is. Now, this doesn't mean that you have to be laser focused in every single arena. We're going to talk about a few areas where you can define your target audience. It doesn't mean you have to be laser focused in every single place. So when I'm working with my job seekers and we say, okay, you know, what's your focus in terms of industry, geography, type of company, size of company, get put those all down and look at it. You do not have to have clarity in every single area. However, the more clarity you have and the more sections, the easier your job search will be and the more proactive it can be because you can go out and find companies, find people who fit that mold and start talking to them. 
So when we think about that, we it's really getting clarity around as many factors as we can. This is often a challenge for job seekers because they think, oh, if I have a wide geography, it means that I'm going to get more opportunities. Not necessarily because it also means you're, again, reactive to posts that come in instead of being able to target companies in a specific geography and network into them, talk to them, look at them specifically. Same thing goes for our career service providers. See, we can be international, right? We can serve people all across the globe, and that is great. However, it means that we're going to have to have more clarity in the other areas. So get your pen and paper out because you're going to want to write these down. So obviously, we can focus on geography. You may or may not have decided to do that. Think about it. If you serve in North America, if you serve in Europe, the more specific you can be, the easier it will be to think about that message and connect that message and go out and find where you be where you will want to communicate that message out. Age. Is there a certain age of client that you serve? Industry. Are there certain industries that you really enjoy working with? When I came out of the university environment, it made complete sense for me to target engineers because I had worked with engineers, students at, at the university and with engineering professors and had that lingo, had that, that mindset, knew that kind of technology, my husband's an engineer, et cetera, and with the education sector because I just came out of education, was getting helping people get into universities, helping people transition out of universities, helping teachers. It just fit with both my values as well as my experience. Those were two different things. However, they gave me an opportunity to seek out and find those people and talk to them specifically because I knew their challenges. I was working with them. Level. Do you work with mid-level? Do you work with executive? What does that look like? How do you message that? How do you connect with those with those individuals? You might also differentiate based on psychographic types of criteria, like people who are motivated. And you'll hear that, you know, in some of your colleagues' work. I work with people who are motivated, or I work with people who are struggling to translate their message. I work with introverts. So there are some kind of psychographic De definers that you can put into your message as well. And the clearer you are on more of those types of criteria, the easier it will be to be proactive with your messaging because you can say, okay, I work with engineers and who are typically mid-level or above. Where do they hang out? And how can I go and connect with them directly, add value to them directly? What are their specific challenges? What do they struggle with in their marketing materials? What do they struggle to do with their careers? And when you're really thinking about that challenge that your typical audience faces, that gets you in their mindset and it gets you thinking about how you can add value to them, which is going to make any marketing message that you put out there so much more powerful. Now, there are opportunities where we as career service providers or entrepreneurs, perhaps in your industry, can look for job postings. For instance, on LinkedIn, you can use something like LinkedIn Profinder, where people are sharing that this is what they're looking for. You can use those opportunities similar to what we would tell a job seeker to do with a job posting. What are the themes? What are people looking for? What questions are they answering? What are they struggling with? You could use a website like Quora 
to do the same kind of data mining. What are people struggling with? What are they asking questions about? So that that makes your marketing easier and it makes it connect to the audience. But it doesn't necessarily mean that that audience is going to be a good fit for us. ProFinder, just like applying to a job online, you have to be really clear, you have to connect really well with your messaging, and you have to get a little bit lucky because there's a lot of competition for those positions just or for those positions let's say for the those engagements on LinkedIn ProFinder just like there is a lot of competition for an open job so if you're in career services business think about how you would advise your clients and the same things that you're doing in your business may be going against the advice that you would be giving those job seekers. Get focused, have that courage, because it will encourage, it will enable you to be proactive instead of reactive in your business. Because there's not very many opportunities out there knocking at our door, just like there aren't very many jobs out there knocking on your client's door. And the more focused you are, the more proactive you can be the more success you will have. So we're going to take a short break. And when we come back, we're going to dive into this idea of marketing your product and service. And how can you do that for free? Now, obviously, since we've just spent a whole 10, 15 minutes on this topic, this is the foundation. If we don't have this clear, if we're not taking some courage in this area, everything that we talk about later is going to be a little bit more of a struggle, just like our clients when they go out and try to do their job search. We'll be right back in just a few minutes. America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Simonoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. You hear about it all the time. Compromises, destructive malware, major breaches. You can't turn on the news without hearing about the latest cyber event. Learn more about cybersecurity, how it has become one of the most significant threats to our national security, and the battle experts undergo every day on your behalf to protect you, your families, and your data. Task Force 7 Radio with host George Redis is the voice of cybersecurity around the world. Tune in live every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at a strategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant. And today we're talking about marketing your career services business and how you can do that on little to no budget. 
We just talked about the foundation for that, which is really having focus in your business, in your marketing message, having a clarity around your buyer persona is what they call it in the marketing right world, right? Who is your target customer? What do they look like, feel like, act like? What are their struggles? So that when you're writing and connecting, you're thinking about them and you have that individual in quotation marks here in your mind. So then what do you do? I was thinking about this and, you know, the parallels between how we coach our clients and how we may not be coaching ourselves. And one of the other parallels that I'd like to draw for you is around networking. So when you coach a client to network, typically we tell them to start with the people they already know instead of trying to go out there and and I call it win the networking lottery and meet that new person who's just going to make life fall into place for us. We start with the people that we already know. They already know, like, and trust us. We don't have to build that trust, right? We don't have to start from ground zero. And they, they already want to help us. It's just asking for help in the right way. With us as business owners, the same thing applies. Now, in the job search world, they talk about how your colleagues are the best referral sources for you. And there's research done on it, but it makes sense that if I reach out to my current and former colleagues, they are going to be the best referral sources for me to find a new job. If we are in business, the best referral sources for us in our business are one, our former clients. You see a lot of talk about this in the marketing world, how much more money it takes to go out and find a new client than to keep a current client happy. Now, as a career professional, we can't write the same person a resume every 90 days, right? It doesn't work that way. However, you can go back to those people that you've served in the last year or so and check in with them. And I've been posting about this. It's not rocket science. However, just like networking with the people our job seekers already know isn't rocket science. A lot of us in business forget to do this or we're afraid to do it or we feel like it will feel icky. Well, then don't make it feel icky. Go back to those current clients, the ones you served in the last year. Ask them how they're doing. Ask them, you know, what challenges they're facing. That will help direct if you're going to write a piece. Then you could write something and, hey, you know, to answer your question, I wrote this article for you. And obviously, you're sharing it with all of your clients. Or I'm doing a free webinar on this topic because you really inspired me. And I I think this will be helpful for you as well. There are so many ways that you can give back to these clients that will also help your marketing. And guess what? Then they're going to refer their friends and family to you when they need help. And you already have the no like trust factor with those people. I love selling to people that are referred to me because it's so easy because they've already had someone in their life tell them, hey, you should connect with this person. And I will tell you to keep track of your your prospects, not just those that you do business with, but those prospects and do the same thing with them because I have had so many prospects refer business to me. Maybe that person that I talked to got a job and didn't need my help or decided not to make a change so they didn't need my help. However, 
just because of one 30-minute conversation with me, they refer business to me, even though they didn't do business with me. So don't think about your prospects as somebody you want to sell to. Think about your prospects as the same type of pool as your former clients. What do they need? How can you help them? What can you learn from them as well as what can you share in terms of value with them? And if you stop thinking about them as prospects and start thinking about that whole pool as your community, both the people that you've already served and the people that you've had those prospect conversations with, then you can think about adding value to them in a different way. As you're going through and digging through, if you, you know, if you just started and maybe you haven't had to organize yet, this is the time as you're going through and following up with those past clients, as you're maybe mining your email and following back up with those past prospects, start a list, start a database. It doesn't have to be, you know, um, technical, start it in Excel database. And I would encourage you actually to start it in Excel database or access or something that you have ownership of, even if you're going to put it in an email system, because you don't want them to own that list and oops, it disappeared or whatever. So start it in your own system first, especially if you haven't used one of those systems before, or make sure that your email system is up to date. If you use a customer management system or a mail newsletter system like MailChimp. Get those systems up to date and do your follow-up. So Jan Melnick had recommended on one of our colleague calls a few weeks ago that people do three follow-ups a day. And I've had some of our colleagues say that they've started doing that and it's resulting in one great information that they're getting for their clients. What, how much easier can you make your marketing than to touch base with those folks? She's even having calls with her former clients. And what are their challenges? What are their problems? Bam, your next week's social media posts are already written because you take that time to connect with those folks. You're mining for referrals. You're building your list. You're adding value. You're connecting on a human level. How are people doing How are their families? How can I help? Do what you want to and can do to offer those people your support and your value during this time. Then you're building your list and then you're starting that newsletter. The newsletter does not have to be this big long thing. I've got we've got a couple of colleagues who are calling it a care package. I love that. Um, and there are a few people doing it, so it's not like you'll be stealing somebody's proprietary thing to call it a care package instead of a newsletter. Uh, one of our colleagues is doing it with this little daily bite, like a, a daily inspirational message. Um, people are doing it in a lot of different ways. Do it in the way that works for you. It's all about that constant communication of value. Then when you're building that constant drip of value, you can about 20% of the time, work in some more salesy call to action. I would encourage you to have a call to action in every single newsletter you send. Here's an article you can read on my site. Something that points them to your site is a benefit. Here's an article. Here's an an interesting thing. Here's a video. Here's a free webinar. Um, Here's a, a download. And you already have their email, so you don't need to, they don't need to give you their email to do the download. So you might have your free download as an email catcher somewhere else. But with these folks, it's just value that you're giving them because they are your people. They're the ones who already know, like, and trust you, and they're going to refer people to you. 
So you've got that kind of drip going. Start there. Start with your existing clients. Just like we tell our just like we tell our our networkers, our job seekers. Then you think about, okay, now how could I attract that new business, that new group of folks that might want to do business with me? This is where we want to keep it targeted at first. Who is your target audience? What defines them? And where are they? What are their challenges? How can I meet them where they're already at so that I maybe don't have to drum up my own audience? So if I work with engineers, can I connect with some of the engineering, LinkedIn groups, professional associations, whatever it might be, and offer to do something for them? A webinar, an article, and then of course you have the call to action that drives people to your site afterwards. You don't want to be overly salesy with it. It doesn't have to be salesy. You do 45 minutes of value and a three minute pitch. Hey, if you're interested in learning more, I've got this free download on my site, etc. And you might, you want to make sure that you uh, clear that with the organization that you're doing whatever you're doing with before you do that. But that gives you a built-in audience. So instead of having to build your own audience and market, 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 and push, 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 you can connect with some of those organizations, offer a service to them, and get those folks to be knowledgeable about who you are. Other people in our industry are doing this through local community groups, maybe a job club, maybe a church or some kind of nonprofit who helps people find jobs, partner with those organizations and offer them value. You want to start with your target audience. So if you work with project managers, go to PMI. If you work with engineers, go to ASME. You're thinking about how can I connect with them directly. And then some of those local organizations can be a good fit if they're a good group of people. And you sometimes don't know that until you experiment with it. Do a webinar for them. See how it goes. Have a call to action. Have a free download. Have something that allows people to connect with you directly afterwards and see what kind of feedback you get from those groups. You can start your own job club, but if there's already one going on in your community, why not do a webinar for them first? See what the gaps are, see where what people might need. There's a lot of virtual job groups starting now, which is great, and that might be a good option for you. Test the waters and see where you go from there. We are gonna take a short break, and when we come back, we're going to dive into like marketing a product. Let's say that you have a workbook you want to market, which was recently brought up in one of our Facebook groups. How can you market that? And we're going to talk about how you could market that specifically for free. Just a thought here before we go to break. When you go to social media, the same pieces apply that we've been talking about all along. So when you go to post on social media, you want to think about how you are directly connecting with your art audience. What do they want to learn about? How can you connect with them directly? Groups are kind of dead, but it's still a place where you can try. You can write specific content to those individuals that are in your target audience. And you might write about things that are not so directly job search or career change related, but 
specific related to their audience. So if you work with techies, talk about what's going on in the tech world or how to change careers in the tech sector. Make it specific so that it stands out from all of the sea (laughs) of career advice that is out there right now, especially on LinkedIn. All right, we're going to take a short break. And when we come back, we'll talk about specifically marketing a ebook or a product that you want to market in the in this career space. We'll be right back in just a few minutes. business community's first choice in internet talk radio voice america business network you know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career you can have the foresight skills and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities a strategic advantage and career expert marie Zimanoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused get found and get hired Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. Today we live in a truly global environment. Business can more easily be conducted now in almost any part of the world. How do you, as a business owner or professional, navigate the ever-changing business landscape? Tune in to Leadership Beyond Borders with host Kimberly J. Lewis. With a worldwide resource of guests, you'll find out what opportunities and challenges surround diverse and virtual organizations. Listen live every Tuesday at 3 p.m. U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at astrategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant. And today we're talking about how to market your career services business in We were talking earlier about using your existing contacts to build your community. So connecting with your prospects, connecting with your former clients, touching base with them, building that community. If you are going to try and sell a product, start with this community. Start by giving it to some of your biggest champions, some of those folks who rave about you, who who love everything you do, who comment on your articles. Start with those champions, give them your free ebook, and ask them some very specific champ um, questions. What are they going to do differently, or what would they do differently in their career or job search after reading this book? What would they recommend? Why would they recommend that someone else read this book? And then you're going to use those faces, if possible, names and quotes on your materials to sell this. The number one thing that sells products 
is referrals, recommendations, especially from people who are like your target audience. So as you're picking out these champions, you know, picking people who might be okay with you using their name and face are excellent. People like that. It makes it more real. Someone who might do a video is like out of this world. Great, right? Find those people who are okay with you using their name and face to promote your product. So it might be someone who used your services two years ago to get a new job because they aren't going to feel weird about sharing that they used your services, right? Find those people who are okay with you sharing that, especially the quotes, so that you can put that out there and put that on your product, put that on your product page. And you're already starting to build this group of folks that is going to promote that product for you. Then, of course, you can promote the product to your newsletter after you've started that drip of adding value. Do that free download. Maybe that free download is a page from the ebook or, or whatever. And then you're moving them into actually purchasing the ebook. Here is what I see a lot of people do mistakenly when they want to sell a webinar or an ebook, even a free download or a free webinar, it's not free. People know that you're taking their email, they know what's coming next, right? They know they're going to be on your list. So they have to be further down your funnel. And, and I know funnels are kind of out right now, but it's just an easy way for me to share with you. So I hope you'll um, stick with me here. At the top, people have to gain awareness of us. They have to know of us and then they have to like us. This takes time and it takes consistency. So people that don't know you at all, you have to get them to know you, right? This is what takes Pepsi and Coke and McDonald's billions and billions of dollars in advertising because they want people to know them. It's why uh, you know, universities spend money on athletics because it's how you get people to know you as being on ESPN. Well, unless you have a budget of advertising on ESPN, you're probably not in the careers industry. If you don't, then we've got to be specific. This is why being specific about your target audience is so important because you can only be known by the people that you want to be known by. That's where you want to put your effort. So this is where you're post posting your content on social media. You're doing those things that get other people aware of you. And the more consistent you are and the clearer you are about the target audience, the easier it is to build awareness within that target audience group. So if your ebook is around resume writing, let's say, and you are focused on engineers, that's just been my thing for today, you want to start writing about engineering resume content pretty specifically, consistently. You know, you're talking three to four times a week on LinkedIn. Bonus on LinkedIn, if you write three long form posts, then you put them into a quote unquote article on your website with a brief intro as an article on LinkedIn. You can feature posts now on LinkedIn instead of having those articles featured. So things can go directly to your website, which is great. That's really where you want people to be going is directly to your website. So you've got posts, you've got articles, and you do that consistently. And you find content that your clients are posting 
guess what? It's probably not going to be specifically about resumes. Some of it might be for the folks that are unemployed, but some of it might not be because you've got people in your target audience who are still employed. And in fact, they may be more appropriate for your services right now. So you might be commenting on their posts or in their groups around totally unrelated topics. But guess what? They're going to your profile, seeing your consistent content around resumes. And if they are looking, even though they might not be showing it on LinkedIn yet, they will start to follow you and and see what you're doing. And that's what you're trying to build is consistent connection with those folks. And you can try some LinkedIn messaging. You just want to be careful about that. People don't want to be sold to. So it'd have to be in specific response to someone's post, answering a question. Again, it won't necessarily be resume related, even though all of your other content is going to be specifically related to that topic. All right, so you've started building your awareness campaign, and this can take a couple of weeks <laughs> to build that awareness campaign. It takes a little bit of time to get people to see you. And this is where paid advertising can come in. If you have some money to do some Facebook ads or some LinkedIn ads, this awareness building you know, here's an article that points back to your site. It's not a sales, it's not a pitch, it's not a program, it's not a webinar, it's just value. You are marketing and advertising that, hey, this is the value that I bring. That's the awareness campaign phase. Then you move into some kind of a trial stage. So that awareness, you're building trust by saying, hey, this person puts out good content and they share a lot of value. If it feels like you're holding back or it feels like a hook, people will run. They don't want it to feel like, hey, here's a little bite. And if you pay me, I'll give you the whole fish. Mm -mm. You've got to give them the whole fish and trust that they will want to pay you to help them figure it out because most people aren't DIY. And if they are DIY, they're going to find somebody else's information to DIY it anyways. So don't hold back. Give them what you can give them and trust that they'll come to you to help to put the pieces together when they can't do it themselves. So then you move into that try phase. And this is where you can do a free webinar or a free download where people have to give you their email. That is a trial, even though it may be free because it's not really free. You're giving people your email. You're, you've got to trust them in order to do that. You could do like a 99 cent um, download at the trial phase. Your ebook is still in the trial phase. It's just a little bit further down the trial phase, hopefully moving people towards your larger service offering, which is a one-on-one -on -one coaching or a class, whatever it might be that you offer. So you're moving people down the same topic funnel. So if it's a resume ebook, you spend a couple of weeks doing bit awareness building around your resume expertise. Now you're putting out there that they could get this one page free download or they could get the free webinar. And you can start to also market that ebook to this group. They some of them might be ready to buy the ebook depending on how much it costs. And so you're moving them down you're giving them an opportunity to try to see what your expertise looks like a little deeper and then offering that ebook as the solution to the next challenge. And this is the flow. You're raising awareness, you're sharing some expertise, then in the webinar you're giving them more than you could give them in an article, and then in the ebook you're giving them more than you could give them in the webinar, moving people down that funnel. And for some people, the, the webinar will be the paid piece. 
maybe the ebooks free and then the webinar is the paid piece. It's really depending on how you set it up and what's the next depth level in order for people to take it to the next step. What is it that they're going to get that they didn't get through the article? How will this help them solve their problem faster, better, etc.? because you're you're giving them more of that information in that next step. It's not that you were holding out when you were writing the article, but now they get to learn it more step by step or now they get to interact with you and ask their questions. You're figuring out what how that next step adds more value. And then if you are a coach or a resume writer, you're offering that one-on-one service as your premium, your luxury you know, that's when they really figure out they don't want to do it by themselves. That's the answer there is that one-on-one service. So this takes time and people will call it a launch that, you know, there's a lot of names out there. I see these Facebook ads now for, oh, you know, a launch is dead. Okay, whatever. You can read what they're saying. And most of the time it is still a launch. They're just calling it something else because you have to follow this process. You have to build awareness. People have to know about you. Then they have to trust you. They have to like you. And they then they're going to eventually buy something from you. Some people will buy from you right away. As you build notoriety out there in the marketplace, you'll have shorter cycles because people will know about you and you have articles out there. And maybe you can sell a $1,000 resume with a push button on your website. But that usually doesn't happen until you have that community built up where people are already aware of you before they go to your site, they're referred to you, etc. When I talk to the people who are really successful in our business and the people who are riding this wave fairly cleanly, they are referral based they've built that referral network quickly or they have a really strong clear brand that connects to their clients specifically those are the people who seem to be weathering this well so if you're not well established or you don't have a big referral base get clear on your brand get clear on it fast and start speaking directly to that audience's pain points right now probably even better if you can speak directly to the audience's pain points who are still currently employed and then offer some other type of discount service or free services webinars books downloads not one-on-one services for the people who are unemployed some of the unemployed folks will have money to spend on our services many of them won't so be thoughtful about where you're targeting that audience and how you're serving those different audiences differently ebook might be a great option for that part of your audience that's unemployed you're still going to have to build that awareness and that trust with them because they're not going to part with that money lightly Right, rightfully so, they want to know that it's going to add that value. And you can do it. You offer value. I know you do. Figure out how to communicate it and connect it to what their pain points are. We're going to take a short break. And when we come back, we're going to spend our last segment talking about that sales call. If you're doing one-on-one sales calls, which I highly recommend, especially during this time when people are struggling and feeling disconnected, offer an actual call with an individual on the phone, talk to them, 
and we're going to talk through what how to make those calls successful when we get back. We'll be back in just a few minutes. The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio, Voice America Business Network. You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Zimanoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. We hear it and read about it every day in the news. America is heading over a fiscal cliff. Home prices are still receding and unemployment growing. How can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy? Tune in to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at astrategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant. And today we've been talking about how to maximize the value of your career services practice if you are in business for yourself. So we've talked about focus and really clarifying your brand, clarifying your target audience. Then we talked about how you can market that product or service and and really get people through awareness, trust, try, and into buy with your services. Just a little note here again on social media because people often say, oh, social media is free. Me, not really, because it is your time. And especially if we are coaching or resume writing, time is one of our top commodities. So we want to think about where are our target audience? Where are they? What do they want on that platform? Where do you want to be? What platforms make sense for you? And how can you stand out on that platform? So we talked a little bit about speaking directly to your audience, directly to their pain, being as specific as you can with your content to that audience. Of course, you're going to have some general content, but if you can speak directly to your audience, you're really going to stand out from the sea of career advice that is out there, especially right now on LinkedIn. You may think about opportunities to connect with your clients that aren't as crowded. LinkedIn groups, eh? Facebook groups taking off, off the charts, even professional. So if there's a way that you could get into professional association Facebook groups for your target audience, that might be a huge way to stand out. 
Think about ways that you could use Facebook or Instagram to connect with your audience. It just has to be what they expect there. You can't post the same kind of article type content as frequently on Facebook or Instagram. It needs to be things that are inspiring, that connect, that are motivating, some personal stuff. Figure out what works for you. You can see some of our career colleagues and what they're doing and figure out what type of approach works best for you. Obviously, you don't want to copy what anyone else is doing. That it defeats the whole purpose of, of branding and connecting with your clients based on your unique promise of value to them. That's where you want to stay. So you get these people on the phone. They're wondering about your services. Where do you go from there? This is the other place of the process that I had a little like, oh, aha moment when I realized that this is just another coaching call. And if you approach it that way, it goes so much better for you and for the prospect. This is a, a call to figure out what are they looking for? What are they struggling with? What roadblocks have they faced? Where's the real problem? So that you know if you're the best person to serve them. This is what good salespeople do. They navigate the call to figure out what the person is struggling with. It's not about me and selling them the process and telling them how great my process is or how qualified I am. They don't care about that until they know I can solve their specific problem. And I can't tell them that I can say solve their specific problem until I know what that problem is. And we all know that when you get an email from someone, it very rarely actually shares the real problem. Just like a job description, very, very rarely shares exactly what the employer is really needing, looking for the pain that they're feeling. So this is our job in that 15 to 30 minute sales conversation is to figure out what their pain is especially if you're new in the business or if you find yourself struggling right now, even if you have been too busy in the past to do these kinds of one-on-one -on -one sales consultations, bring them back to your practice. Why? Because you will start to connect better with people. People are thirsty for connection right now. And you'll start to hear those problems that will feed your marketing machine, if you will. So have those conversations. Ask what people are looking for. Ask what they've been struggling with. How long have they been looking? How are they handling it? What What's going on for them? Give them a little bit of an opportunity to vent and to have that emotional connection. Validate their feelings. And then ask them, what have they tried? What are they hoping for? One of the best questions, how did they find out about you? Then you can connect the dots. Oh, I heard from so-and-so or, oh, I saw your post on this and that. And you know where they already have that knowledge and you reconnect the dots in their mind as to your value because they go, oh, yeah, I've learned about you here. They remember that article again. They pick up some of that leftover emotion from reading that article that got them to call you in the first place. And that's a good thing for you. It reconnects that spark. Then you're asking them questions about what they're hoping to get out of it. Why did they, why did they contact a career coach? What, what hasn't been working in their resume? What feedback have they gotten? What obstacles? Where are they at in the process? You're asking questions, listening. 
getting to that point where you understand what really might be the challenge here. Then you can pitch very specifically, very shortly on how you can solve that problem. Well, it sounds like your resume is missing those stories that really separate you from others who do the same work. I'd love to help you get those stories out in your own words so that we can build a resume that's powerful, specific, and stands out. It doesn't have to be a long pitch once you figure out what the real challenge is. Then, especially if I'm doing a coaching engagement, I'll send people a follow-up outline of the services that we'll go through based on the challenges that they just shared with me so that they know this is the process that we're going to be working through, here's how many meetings we're going to have, and here's the investment for doing that. It gives you an opportunity to have multiple touch points. It can give you an opportunity to really outline the value in addition to that investment. Some people like to close, you know, close on that first call. That's not my style. If it is your style, you can make it happen. Even in the same process, you could send a person the proposal while you're on the phone, whatever works for you. I like to give people the time to think it through. And guess what? They almost always come back and say yes. Now, here's one of the things that I'm seeing. I'm seeing a lot of people say they're discounting their services. That is fine if you want to discount your services. Don't feel like you have to. You still have value. Your value is not diminished because of the current situation. You can offer more value. You can offer shorter engagement so that people can more act, more afford it. You can offer a different type of service. So I was just talking with a resume writer about offering tiers. So they could do a resume coaching service where we spend X amount of time and you do some of the writing client instead of me doing all the writing. And that brings the price down because they're doing some of the writing work, you're doing more editing and coaching. So you could offer that different tier of your service instead of feeling like you have to discount your resume service because you're not going to put any less time into it. And you need to pay your bills as well. You know, we, we need you in the world when this is over to be able to serve and help people. And you can't do that if you're not taking care of yourself. So be careful about discounting your offerings and instead create other services that might be more accessible to people and still honor your time and your value because you've got a lot of people to serve and you are getting creative in how to do that. We want to make sure that you have the energy and the resources to be able to serve as we go through this challenging time. So find those other creative ways that you can connect and offer people services without discounting your main offerings. Well, we'll be back here again next week on The Career Confidant with another topic. If you are in this arena, we've got our Academy Certified Career Storyteller class coming up in May 12th. Look forward to seeing some of you in that class and helping you build your businesses, build your career services, help more people find work. So we got 30 million people unemployed, and I know all of you are out there doing your best to help those folks get back to work. So thank you for what you do, and we will see you right back here again next week on The Career Confidant. 
Thank you for listening to The Career Confidant. Marie Zimanoff will return again with another terrific guest next Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Be sure to join us then.